0: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: All right. Welcome in, uh, college basketball. That's uh, what's on our mind, I think, uh, as we've got 30-some-odd uh, games on tap here tonight. Uh, there's got to be a lot of teams and a lot of schools uh, that people have heard of here tonight. Uh, unlike last night, no offense, nor Fork State. But uh, we do have uh, some games getting ready to go here today with uh, absolutely top 25 significance. And we'll go over a couple of them and uh, we'll put out a few best bets here around the horn as we welcome in three of the best at wagertalk.com. S. Brian Power, I think, uh, along with Adam Trigger in the house and double R1L Steve Merrill somewhere. Uh, in a uh, theater near you uh, gentlemen welcome in on this uh, what the hell is today now Tuesday yes welcome in on Tuesday so yeah thanks I appreciate that uh, Whoever's whispering we uh, can somebody please tell me uh, which game uh, I believe Brian Power we are starting off with tonight uh, where are you looking for a big game breakdown?
2: Well, Joe, we are heading to the Mountain West to talk Boise State, Colorado State. And I think the spread's too big here. Boise State unbeaten on the road in conference play. Only team in the Mountain West that can still say that. Four different double-digit scorers on this team off a monster win over Air Force by 38. Boise still tied with Utah State for the conference lead here. And we got to talk about what they did last week. I think the most impressive win of the Mountain West Conference season today. Boise goes to Albuquerque, into the pit. They beat New Mexico as a ten-and-a-half-point dog. That's New Mexico's only home loss all season. And if the Broncos were able to do that, they're certainly capable of pulling an upset here, I think, in Fort Collins. Not saying it will be an outright win, but at the very least, close game Tuesday night in Colorado State. You want to talk about Colorado State last week? It was a bounce back week for the Rams. They beat San Diego state here at home. I was on them there. And then they beat Fresno state, but prior to those two wins, they'd failed to cover six in a row. So I don't know just because they got, it was a must win spot against San Diego state. Fresno is one of the mountain West teams. It's not so good, but Oh, by the way, Boise beat Colorado state earlier this year. They didn't even shoot that well either when they did it just 39%. They still win by seven, Colorado State in that game they shot 47 percent but only ended up with 58 points because they were four of 16 from three point range at home I figure they're going to shoot better than 25 percent from three but I don't think they're going to shoot well enough to cover this inflated number oh by the way Boise is the best rebounding team in this conference (laughs) as well it would be dog or pass for me here in this big game breakdown take a look at the road team Boise State. All right, Boise
1: State, it is grabbing uh, points there on the road. Should be a good one out in the Mountain West. And uh, trig, if memory serves me correct, I believe ACC somewhere in that ballpark there was, uh, if I recall, uh, that you are talking about here tonight.
3: Yeah, we'll yes. go to the ACC. It's uh, <laughs> it's Clemson and, and North Carolina. Um your, your typical is kind of what I've been talking about on the show, talking about on spaces where uh, I think the books beat you to the number sometimes, like more recently. It's something I'm seeing. I talked about it in the what did we learn section on Monday um, where, you know, I think they've priced in the the whole, OK, this might be a letdown spot for North Carolina, which I do think it could be. I mean, of course, they come off of the Duke win. But man, like it just doesn't feel like there's much line value at six and a half, which is too bad because Clemson's the way I I really wanted to go in this game. Uh, And so I'll kind of give my breakdown and then see what, you know, what you can do with that. Uh, I just was hoping to get a couple of more points. But in the same token, these are two games I talked about on Wager Talk today, yesterday, Virginia and Kansas State, and both of them got there sort of regardless of what number you got. So, you know, it's just something to consider as far as the handicap is concerned. Listen, Clemson. They need their guards to play well to, to to hang with North Carolina. If you go back to the first meeting, there was a lot of sharp people on Clemson. It, it looked like it was going to be a very favorable matchup for them, and they came out and went one for eighteen from three. They scored fifty five points and they lost by ten, which is just like this is a this is a Clemson team that's like been a top fifty shooting team all year. So. The thought that they could go one for 18 again, kind of unlikely. Uh, the other thing I think is is a big takeaway from the first meeting for me, Joe, is a lot of those shots were open. Clemson was generating good looks. They just couldn't make them. I mean, it was, it was probably their worst shooting performance of the year, all things considered, 36.2% from the field in that game. Um, so they have the right mix to sort of compete with North Carolina in the respect that, like, They'll play through PJ Hall, who's a fantastic player, um, and he's going to kind of draw attention from the North Carolina defense. He's going to be able to kick it, but they need to make their they need to make their threes. You can't go one for eighteen and expect to win a game. Um, so if they can shoot the ball better here, I think it's going to keep them in the game. Now, you could look at the over potentially because I do think North Carolina probably scores a little bit more here as well. Um, you know, Clemson. This is this isn't exactly an athletic team. Um, you know, Hall is a great player, but then you've got guards like Joe Girard, who transferred from Syracuse. Um, Shifflin is, is another one that comes to mind as a forward. Like they're not going to be able to like compete with North Carolina running up and down the floor. So, so UNC might get some transition buckets here. You also might see them get to the rim a little bit, but Clemson should score as well. Like there's, I, I would be willing to bet anything that they shoot better than they did in the first meeting. It's almost impossible for them not to. Um, as far as the spot is concerned for Clemson, they really need this win. Like they badly, and we, and this just goes back to the discussion of the ACC. This conference is bad. Like outside of the top, outside of your UNC, Duke, and now Virginia playing their way into that third, that third sort of top three, there's a real drop off in this conference. These teams, like the Clemsons of the world, desperately need quality wins, and this is their chance to get one. So I don't think you're going to see them overlook this game especially with how poorly they played in the first meeting. They had to feel like their game plan was good in the first meeting and they just failed to execute. Um, so it just just goes back to what they need to do here. PJ Hall is going to be in the middle. It's going to be on guys like um, Hunter and Gerard to knock down perimeter shots. I think Joe Gerard might bounce back here a little bit. Potentially. I saw him get into it with Brad Brownell over the weekend. That was a clip that was like sort of going around Twitter. They kind of had a little, tiff if you will uh you know in the middle of the game um so one would think like he's a fifth year senior he he's got to be focused for a game like this uh, maybe you do get the letdown spot for north carolina and they just come mm-hmm. out and give this one to clemson mm-hmm. but even if you don't if clemson's hitting their threes they have the right combination of of like offense to beat to to score on north carolina and so it, it, with all that being said it's probably going to be tough for unc to pull away in this game so I didn't get the number I wanted for a client play, Joe, and I have four other client plays already today. So this was kind of a pass because of the number, but I absolutely could see Clemson giving UNC all they could handle in this game.
1: Let me ask you: if memory serves me, Trig, this was eight last night, and I it did it it, did it cratered today to six, six and a half. Are you shot? You think it comes down even more than that in this
3: game? No, I actually talked about that on spaces. I I'd be really surprised if this goes to six, if anything, I could see this going back to seven. Um, It probably stays at six and a half. I I think you would definitely see some North Carolina money at at minus six. Um, I think if it went back to seven, like, again, I, I would have hoped to get like eight, eight would have been nice. Like, but you know, that, that was sort of gone quickly. So it really like on a different day, Joe. Maybe I just maybe I I would have rolled the dice with seven, but I, I have so many plays I already made for today. It, it was right. kind of easy just to stay off of this one because I didn't get the number I wanted.
1: Yeah, it it felt like maybe there was an injury or somebody not playing because boy, that got uh, that got crushed uh, apparently this morning there from uh, the overnight, but it could still very well continue to go up, like you said uh, here, uh, six and a half, maybe even seven seven and a half but keep an eye on the market for that one and double r1 l steve merrill uh coming in from uh wager talk today no doubt you talked about a couple of these games uh on there i'm sure you and teddy uh and if i'm not was it big 10 you were looking at here uh for a big game breakdown or am i completely off here that's all right. We're going
0: to, we're all going to chip it in and buy you a subscription to Slack after this. Thank show you. So you get all the That'd be like great.
3: Uh,
0: Brian Power will actually have a free play in a Big Ten game. You just add two more Big 12. Almost got it. Big 12. We're going to look at Texas Tech Baylor. Mm. And um, once again, it's $5 customer appreciation Tuesday, which means every cap or wager talk.com has a $5 best bet. And I do have a strong college basketball best bet tonight on a mere 71-44 and start on basketball sides in both college and pro this year. Ranked number one since October, since the start of the season. So why not get an instant 80% discount with $5 Tuesday right now and get my top best bet tonight? Also have an additional two-pack, a two-for-one special with college and pro, and also a bonus free play. But I'm going to look at a big game breakdown, the ESPN game at 9 o'clock Eastern, Baylor-Texas Tech tonight. And this is an interesting game for a few reasons. First of all, both teams tied in second place now at 5-3. and Both coming off last-second results on Saturday, but they went the opposite way. Baylor squeaked out the two-point home, win against another top-20 team in Iowa State. Joe and I talked about that on the last call show on Saturday morning. And we also talked about Texas Tech-Cincinnati, and I liked Texas Tech. In fact, that was my free play on Saturday. I went 4-1 on Saturday Best Bets, and the game that just missed the cut, luckily, I guess, was Texas Tech. A lot of people saw it as a free play, but it wasn't an official play. And it went down to the wire as well. And they lost by three against Cincinnati. But I thought it was a good spot for Texas Tech. The fact that they came up short is a little bit of a red flag with me. And I'd be careful because they were an undefeated home team going in that game. They still didn't get it done. So I'm not going to ask them to do something good here on the road at Baylor. I do think Baylor wins this game tonight. The problem with laying the five and a half or six, though, is that all eight conference games for Baylor so far this season have been decided by single digits, including all five of their wins. So let's not mess with the side. Let's look at the total here. And I do think there's some value with the over 144 and a half. Opened as high as 146. It's come down to 144 and a half today. But if you look at the sharper leading indicator books, they're back up to 145. And I think that is the way to play this one. These are two of the best offensive teams in the country. They both rank top 20 efficiency out of 362 teams. Both shoot the ball extremely well. And the pace, although both play the slower half of tempo, they're so efficient on offense, I think it'll make up for it tonight. And the other thing I want to point out, just some math here. I know Rob Bino's not on right now, but I got to do some math. If you look at Baylor overall in the season, they're scoring 13 points more per game than their opponents allow on average, but they're giving up only about four and a half less. So that's almost like a net 10. And if you look at Texas Tech, uh, they're a net six and a half on offense, about a neg- net six and a half on defense. So they're neutral. This total should be in the 150 range. Just saying that net 10 average score around 140, that gets me up to 150 here. So I do think this total is light at 144 and a half. And recent histories have favored the over as well. Three straight the last two years and four the last five have gone over. Uh, they played twice last year. They got to 151 and 155, got to 156 the year before that. Take a tech, Take a look at Baylor and Texas Tech over tonight
1: at 9 Eastern on ESPN. All right, good stuff there. Big 10, Big 12. What's the difference? The fact that I even somewhat remembered any of it, you should be impressed, Merrill. Uh, All right, there we go. We've got, uh, I believe, three best bets still coming, but you heard Steve mention it is a a $5 customer appreciation. I think uh, Trig told you he's locked and loaded, ready to go on his page here. Plenty of plays tonight. Uh Merrill's ready to go and uh BP before you give us that uh best bet. And I'm not gonna lie, I have no idea where you're going with it. Uh, but uh, why don't you tell the folks exactly where you're heading uh and what they can get for five dollars over at Wager Talk?
2: Yeah, uh been a lot of college basketball talk here today on Wager Talk TV for me, but my five-dollar play is actually in the NBA, a rare 4% side for me. Joe, I've had just two 4% NBA sides since Christmas, both of them won. All 4% play since Christmas, how about 67% across all sports 26 and 13? So I feel really good. Head them over to my page, wt.buzzbackslash bp. Just five dollars gets you that four percent NBA side for tonight. This is also a client play, what I'm about to give out. It is Michigan State. This is your Big Ten fix, Joe. Uh, as we will look at Michigan State and Minnesota. I'm playing Michigan state on the money line here. So I was hoping this line would drop to three, which it did. And I talked Mm. about this game on wager talk today with Steve and Teddy. If you missed that, my power ratings still say Michigan state's top 15 team in the country, even though they've been disappointing Minnesota. Yeah. We all know they're the best ATS team in the country, but they're not my top 75 of the power ratings. I think this has been an extremely fortunate team to get to 18-3 and ATS. They're 14-1 ATS at home, which is remarkable. So God bless you if you've been backing them. But last week, Minnesota pulled off a couple miracles. All right. They're down 14 at the half to Penn State. They win 83-74, to even though the game was tied at 70 with just under three minutes to go. Then at home versus Northwestern on Saturday, what do they do? Well, they're down eight with under six minutes left. Northwestern could not make a shot. They did not make a single field goal the rest of the game. They scored just five points in overtime. Minnesota wins by nine. Golden Gophers are ripe for regression the rest of the way, as far as I sit. Uh, And then Tom Izzo, what can you say? We all know what he does typically this time of year. Gets his team playing well. They take their lumps early. They turn it on down the stretch. Sure enough, five and one their last six games. Top 30 adjusted offensive efficiency. Top 30 adjusted defensive efficiency. And oh, by the way, we've been talking about conference rematches here on the show uh, a few times. These teams met last month. Michigan State closed as a 12-point home favorite. They didn't cover, but they still won by 10, led pretty much wire to wire. So I think we're getting a discount. If minus 150 is too high above your juice tolerance, I wouldn't fault you for laying the three. But Michigan State money line minus 150 is a 3% client play for me, Joe, and my best bet for the show today.
1: Uh, wow. Okay. There you go. Michigan State looking to get it uh, done in the uh in the Big Ten here today. That means we've got a best bet here for Adam uh, Trigger. And uh Trig, if I am not mistaken, and I I think I remember this because you would It's got to be Mountain West. If it's going to be anything, it's got to be out West and it's got to be late because quite honestly, uh, none of the uh, none of the other teams are playing. So what do you got here tonight for our best bet for us?
3: Yeah, well, my clothing's usually giveaway on this show. As you see, Air Force (laughs) basketball. That's what we're going with. Um, I have four. I have four client plays. And one I gave. On the show yesterday is the best bet. I'm not going to tell you what it is. You can go click on it. We need those clicks. And the second one is here. Now, I got a little bit better number than you can get right now, uh, but I still think it's very playable. Uh, so I locked this in Air Force Plus 11 for clients, 4% play. I still think 10 is, is playable here. I still like 10. as a 4% play. And basically what it comes down to is, you know, this is something we talked about a couple weeks ago, finding good spots with these double-digit, underdogs in Mountain West play the theory behind that was uh, you know the top of this conference is historically good but some of these lesser teams you know lesser teams like the bottom half of the conference they they're still good enough where they, they really probably shouldn't be double digit home dogs and I think there was one night maybe it was two weeks ago today uh where like all of them cashed I, I know I had a very good night that night I believe I went four and one and, and hit multiple double digit Mountain West underdogs and then we kind of saw the books what do what they always do Joe they they were sharp to it and suddenly you know as they popped up over the last week or so it's been it's been harder to find spots where i feel like you're truly getting the right number uh, but one of those came came about last wednesday made it a 5% play on boise state that one outright uh another 5% play was air force against unlv we played that that one outright so they they have done well and I think the Air Force could hang around here. I, I think the spot is perfect for them to, to give San Diego State a game. So San Diego State, big game for them over the weekend. They beat Utah State. It was a physical battle. They pull away and win that game, which was, was kind of a huge game for them as far as their schedule is concerned. And they've got another big one. In a couple of days, they continue on to Reno after Air Force, and that's going to be a pretty big game with Nevada. And one thing I would say the biggest difference from last year's San Diego State team that went to the NCAA tournament final to this year's is they lack depth. They don't have quite as deep of a roster. And so I think you could see Brian Dutcher maybe rotate a little bit here. I don't think he's going to play his guys like especially if they get elite. They're probably not going to mm. play like all the starters the whole game which could help you cover a number. But the other thing is here Air Force isn't as bad as the books make them out to be because they don't, they play well despite not winning. So yeah. Are, are you, did air force lose by 40 over the week at the Boise? Yes. Could that happen? Of course we've seen it happen a couple times, but we've also seen stretches where they're pretty competitive. And I think because they have just one win since December 3rd, which was the win over UNLV, they get priced like, like they, like the books know they're not going to win, but they still hand you a number like 11 where you get them on their home floor. And, and I just think that's too many for an air force team that can shoot the three. That's got a couple play, uh capable players. It's Ethan Taylor, uh, Redis Petritus are both guys that, that can, can keep a team in the game. I know BP and I sweat a nice air force 15 point dog at a, a, a taco place in uh, Pittsburgh. After we left the pit game that got home right at the end. So I just like air force in this spot. And, and I think it's a perfect spot to go against San San Diego state, who has struggled in this spot in the past, even back to last year. They come off the big win Uh, earlier this season. They got a big win over UNLV. They should have lost at San Jose State. They had a big win, and then they went to Boise and lost by one. So there's been a little bit of precedent for San Diego State maybe letting down after the high-profile win. And one could argue that Utah State is as big of a win as they've had all season and then you throw Nevada, a road trip to Nevada on deck, they're probably going right from Colorado Springs to Reno. I don't know if they'll go home between then. Maybe, maybe not. But the point is, it's just not a great spot for San Diego State to go on the road and win by margin. So Clune Arena, I went there earlier this year. They'll probably get a good crowd for this game, but it can be a tricky you know, sort of spot to play. There is altitude there. Air Force will slow the game down. Another thing that sort of favors you know getting a a number like 11 so i took the points here joe i do think air force finds a way i don't know if they'll win but i think they find a way to make this ugly and close and potentially low scoring Uh, so we we took the 11 points it's a client play four percent air force basketball tonight hopefully they get it done for me again uh, the,
1: the market must be agreeing with you is um seeing nine and a half now popping up so uh spot on there uh trick it's uh mountain west time here at home with air force and you notice how he said they didn't sweat it over a beer in that town against pitt but that's a whole different story no, oh for another there, day. There here.
3: is a <laughs> joke quick story for the show uh, so <laughs> i have never been i had never been to pittsburgh before and bp wants to buy me a beer we get to the arena and I'm trying to pick one out and he picks his Iron and City. I think, what 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 did I ask for, Brian? <laughs> yeah. Iron City. trigos trigos tell me about
2: this I, to tell me about this Iron City. I was like, oh <laughs> no, you know And he it's and harsh. he asked the girl behind the bar, she's like, What do you think about Iron City? And the girl's like yeah, it's not very good. <laughs> I was like, yeah, man. I see light is okay. Pitch, you got to go I see light. light. Yeah, that's what it that's was. Pittsburgh's daddy light. I've got
0: Lattie an Iron City, City t-shirt. I'll wear it next show. I've got an Iron City beer oh, t-shirt. It was you know,
3: Icy light. Light. I'm, I'm I'm, I see light. It's like first time. I mean, listen, I drank plenty of beers during my college days. Never heard of I see right. light. So I got laughed at by BP, the girl behind the <laughs> bar, I'm sure i'm sure marco when he gets a hold of this will laugh at me as yeah, well but yeah, yeah i ended up ordering for only. The end of this
1: how, how was it though trig on a uh on a you know from a uh level of zero to god awful never drink it again how bad was it never never
3: tried it cold? i got talked off of it before i ordered it. oh so they didn't even let, even let had. you taste it no. No. No.
2: No. <laughs> let, no. let, let, let me that. let me tell you something joe you used to be able in because a- Athens, Ohio is close enough to that region. So at OU at the oh god at the CVS you could buy an Iron City Light of forty ounce for sixty nine cents if you wanted oh. in nineteen ninety nine. Oh. That was say an no incredible more. deal <laughs> when you're a sophomore in college. Yeah. The- say no more. Sixty nine
1: cent forties tell you everything you need to know about the quality <laughs> of beer uh, we're dealing with on that. Merrill, how you ended up with a T-shirt? I have no idea, but. Uh break it Pittsburgh down boys. for us along with, with your best Pittsburgh bet, please.
0: Yeah, please. Pittsburgh guys, that's the only reason I know about Iron City Light. Uh, Iron City Light's okay. Iron <laughs> City is hardcore. You can taste the steel and the coal in every can. That's their market story. Oh. <laughs> let get back to business here. I'm Look at a free college basketball play in a moment, but just a quick reminder: it is five dollar Tuesday customer appreciation. I do have a strong college best bet for five dollars. That's an instant 80% discount off the normal price of 25 if you don't believe in discounts, though, I made an additional two-for-one special with two other plays for just 29 That's a pretty good deal as well. So, yes, three best bets. You might want to consider that direct subscription as well as we have the rest of February for just $8 a day. You get all three best bets tonight. Oh, by the way, a bonus free play as well on my page for College Hoops. Number one in basketball since the start of October when the season began. Number one at wagertalk.com in both college and pro hoops combined. So check out the three best bets. The bonus free play in the Big 12, because I'm going to the SEC for a free play here on the show, and that is Kentucky minus 10. Several reasons why I like this game. It really does set up well for Kentucky as we're playing against a terrible Vanderbilt team. At first, let's set the stage. Kentucky just had a high-scoring loss against Tennessee. It was a high-profile top-10 matchup, and they never led at home on Saturday. In fact, they've now lost back-to-back games. And three of their last four. But nothing's wrong. This is a team that's just struggling on defense. And that was obviously the case giving up over 100 on Saturday. But, boy, did they get the right opponent tonight as Vanderbilt is awful on offense. Cornelius Vanderbilt was better shooting the basketball than this Commodore team. They're averaging about 39% from the field, 28% from three on the season. Kentucky is averaging 22 points more per game than Vanderbilt this year. And in conference play alone, Kentucky is averaging I'm about, I believe, 19 and a half more points per game. That's how bad, actually, I'm sorry, 22 points more per game in conference play as well. Let's not undercut them. This is a really bad Vanderbilt offense. They won't take advantage of the weakness of Kentucky. Kentucky is a great offensive team still, and they will be fully focused, not because of the two losses. They also got eliminated last year in the conference tournament by Vanderbilt. In fact, Vanderbilt's won back-to-back games in this series, but don't overthink it. they have lost 14 in a row before that, and Vanderbilt just won against Missouri. Their only conference win of the season is a one-point home dog against a bad Missouri team. Their five previous losses before that were by double digits every time. Lay it if you're going to play it with Kentucky minus 10 tonight, 830 Eastern on the SEC Network. And don't forget, a bonus free play in college hoops is on my page right now, along with three best bets with the $5 special.
1: Steve Merrill, WagerTalk.com. All right, that entire segment brought to you by Iron City Beer, where not even Trigg would be allowed to drink it uh, if showing up in Pittsburgh. So there they you got it here, guys. you that was just awful. <laughs> uh, now, it's like Meister Brown. It's bringing back terrible memories. Uh, there you got it here, guys. It is $5 customer appreciation. All three of these guys are locked and loaded, ready to roll here tonight. Uh, great opportunity for you to partner up with them. Visit their page. That's Brian Power, Adam Trigger, Double R1L, Steve Merrill. That's right. Five dollar packages right now with their best bets. Guys, go grab them and uh, let's make it a very profitable Tuesday here as we kick off the month of February. And of course, hit that subscribe button and like button if you haven't done so already and make plans to come back. And join us again tomorrow for another edition of the College Basketball Tip-Off Show. Until then, best of luck with your plays tonight. We'll talk to you again soon.